Let's do a little test. Whiskey makes me fun. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Welcome to the By Words Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Hughes. I love helping passionate women gain clarity about their purpose so they can kick fear to the curb, break up with the hustle, and say goodbye to the lies that hold us back from pursuing our dreams wholeheartedly. We're going to get open and honest, share some laughs, and maybe some tears. But at the end of the day, my hope is that you will walk away encouraged, inspired, and ready to step into your purpose with confidence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. All right, guys, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is going to be a little different for a couple of reasons. Number one, we have a man on the show for the first time. Mm. (laughs) It's my husband, Christopher. And also, this one is going to be called Unscripted. I thought it'd be fun to do this kind of series, I guess you would call it, or like segments maybe on the show that are just a little more casual, like a little more off the script. Usually I, I use notes when I do the shows, but I just thought it'd be fun to have some candid conversations. So this is going to be the first one and we'll see how it goes. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. So I thought we would start off by telling our story because this is one of our FAQs. Hmm. Um, but basically we met at an open mic night at a coffee shop in our town called Dwell. And I was singing with my boyfriend at the time, and Christopher was playing by himself. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of met in passing then. It was kind of just like, uh, hey, you did good. Hey, you too. Nice to meet you. And that was it. Um, My boyfriend and I broke up the week later. had nothing to do with Christopher, but everyone always thinks that's funny. Um, And then Christopher and I didn't really talk after that. We reconnected a year later. Yeah, like we didn't have any kind of connection for like a year. Yeah. And then he reached out to me actually because he wanted to buy one of my books from me. And everyone always gives you such a hard time about that. They're like, (laughs) oh, sure, you wanted to buy one of her books. But really, like that was all it was, right? Mm -hmm. And then you forgot it when we met up. Oh, my gosh. I always forget that part. So, Yeah. yeah. So we realized we had a bunch of mutual friends, too. So we just decided, let's just go get coffee, hang out and talk. I'll bring the book. And so we get there. I forgot the book. And then, yeah, so we just, I mean, we still hung out and had a really good time, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, uh-huh, sure, you forgot the book. I know. I'm like, ugh, whatever. It it worked out in our favor, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it was so funny, too, because on that first hangout, um, our friend, our now friend, Liesl, who's a photographer in the area, she's amazing, she was at the coffee shop we went to, and she ended up coming over to us, and she just said something like, Hey, I hope I'm not interrupting a first date. And I just looked at Christopher because I was like, what? How do, I don't know how to respond to that. Like, yeah. this is our first time hanging out. I don't think it's a date, but you paid for my coffee. And I kind of immediately friend zoned her on accident. I said, <laughs> um, it's a friend date. <laughs> yeah, it was a friend date. <laughs> and so we, oh my gosh, it was so awkward and uncomfortable. But anyway, she was like, well, I'd love to take your picture sometimes. Um, I really like your style. It was really sweet. And we actually ended up starting to date a couple weeks after that. And she did take our pictures and it's so sweet. Like it's one of our favorite memories. And she took our engagement photos too. Yeah, it was really fun. So anyway, we hung out, realized we had a ton of mutual friends. And this is crazy. We like missed each other our whole lives. 
until it was the perfect timing. Seriously, God's timing was so perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Christopher grew up in Asia because his parents were missionaries. And whenever we were reconnecting and planning a time for him to come and get my book, one of my friends was visiting from Taiwan. And while she was here, she saw that I was talking to Christopher and she was like asking about who he was and all of that. And she was like, oh, I know him. And I'm just thinking to myself, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I don't think so. <laughs> like, that's a little far-fetched. And she was like, no, we went to fifth grade together in Taiwan. And it was true. They really did. And it blew my mind. So there were a lot of instances like that where I just could not believe our paths had crossed somehow or like we were connected in ways I literally never would have guessed. Mm -hmm. It was so weird. <laughs> but then it was really fun because when we started dating, we just had a lot in common. Um, yeah. And then... So we dated for five months and then we were long distance for five months, mm -hmm. like overseas. We were kind of long distance in the beginning, but we were really, really long distance after that because I was in LA and then I went to Europe for a while. Anyway, so as soon as I got back from that trip, he proposed. We were married a little while after that. We've been married for almost four years now. Mm -hmm. We have a son that's almost two. It's crazy. Never expected all of this, <laughs> but it's been really fun. And so that's kind of where we're at now. Is, that, is there anything else you would like to add that I missed out, uh, missed in the story? No, that's... That pretty much covers it? That pretty much covers it, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's a fun story. There's a lot of other little details along the way. Like, Yeah, we definitely don't have time to go through don't have time. the detail. We'll save that for another day. Oh, it's yeah. a good one. So first question, what's it like being married to me? Be honest, but be nice. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a lot of fun. It's, I mean, it's tough at sometimes, just like any marriage is, I imagine. But there's a lot of growth that happens on both ends, I feel like. And um, I mean, I always look forward to coming home and hanging out with you and Judah. And it's, it's just fun. Aw. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. There's definitely been some tough stuff. And I mean, I agree. I feel like every marriage, there's something that's hard. Um, and every, every couple is different. Every season is different. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's really cool. Like I think a lot of the times for me, when it gets hard, remembering our story gives me a lot of peace. Mm. Like just knowing it was so crazy. I had so much peace that it was God. Cause I remember before I started talking to Christopher, I, Actually, the the person I was dating at the time, whenever I met Christopher, it was a horrible relationship. We were just both really unhealthy. And after that, I just was determined to never date again. I didn't want to get married, all the stuff. So I just remember praying, God, if I ever date again, like you're going to have to tell me if it's the right person because I'm not going to waste my time. And Christopher and I both knew really early on, like what, a month into dating yeah. that we were like going to get married. It just felt really peaceful, really right. And so that brings me a lot of comfort to think back to when it's hard. Yeah. And I think for me, like I knew a week in that I wanted to marry you. And I remember I was at um, an open mic night at what used to be a bar in Dallas in Deep Ellum that was called um, Drugstore Cowboy. And I remember I was talking to one of my friends there. And I was like, I just met this girl, Hannah. I'm going to marry her for sure. She's like, <laughs> you've only known her for a week. Calm down. I was like, no, like I know she's totally different. I know for sure. Yeah. I mean, people always say when you know, you know, it's so cliche and cheesy, but it really is true. Yeah. I think it's really true. And like, for example, here's just one of the crazy things that happened for me. That was like confirmation that he was the right person for me. So the first official date we went on, 
Well, we played Pokemon Go for one thing, which yeah. was like, <laughs> which was a good sign that we were a good fit for each other. Yeah. But when we were hanging out, um, he randomly asked, do you ever think what you would name your kids one day? And let me just give a little bit backstory. When I was so determined not to date again, I started having dreams about like my future kids. I feel like it was just God giving me this kind of hope and dream to have kids one day. But I was just thinking, I'll adopt. It's fine. <laughs> but I think it was God opening my heart to like the possibility of marriage and things like that. Anyway, it's a whole thing for another time. But anyway, I had dreams and like just moments with God where I just knew like what my kids names were going to be. And I knew when I was in college that my son's name was going to be Judah. So back to the story, Christopher was asking me what I would name my kids. And obviously I'm not going to say like a week after we met, yeah, I had this dream and I just know God told me my son's <laughs> name is going to be Judah. So I was like, no. And he says without any knowledge at all of this, he just said, oh, I think it'd be cool to like name my son Judah. And I'm standing there like trying to contain my shock because I cannot believe the words that just came out of his mouth. But for me, that was like a huge confirmation because I was like, okay, that's just more than a coincidence to me. <laughs> but anyway, lots of things like that happened along the way. But yeah, that was a long answer to a pretty simple question. Yeah. It's fun to, to get back <laughs> to his question. It's fun. Okay. Next question. Did we discover anything surprising about each other during quarantine? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like we knew each other pretty well beforehand. Did you? I mean, I'm saying I'm thinking for myself. Did you? <laughs> did you discover anything surprising about me? I don't know. I was trying to think about this, and I kind of feel the same way. I mean, it was just such a new experience for us because we had just had Jude. Jude was like, I don't know, four, five, six months when COVID happened and when quarantine was going on, and yeah, so I guess he was five. yeah, it was. So we we're just so consumed with being parents that I feel like that was most of the new things we were learning. But obviously being in close proximity and being at home together for so much of the time, like definitely things came out. I feel like for me, I, I definitely learned that you're an awesome dad. Mm. Um, I think for me also, that was a time when I realized that we are both really passionate about being entrepreneurs because Christopher started his photography business a year or two ago. Um two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. And so during quarantine, it definitely looked different because weddings were elopements or not happening at all. Um, but it was just cool for me to see him push through that hard time and really focus on his business and continue to build and grow and things like that. I think that was the, the cool thing that I learned about you. Hmm. That's cool. I yeah. like that answer. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So this next question I thought was a really good one and a really thoughtful one, but someone asked, um, they said that they're curious in regards to my healing journey from trauma because I've been pretty open about my sexual abuse experience. Um, but she was wondering what it's like for us navigating a relationship together, um, how that's felt and how Christopher has supported me, what that's looked like within a healthy partnership. Oh man, I feel like we could do a whole episode just on this because it's a lot. Like mm. I, it's, I don't even know where to start. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I remember we talked a lot about this in um, premarital counseling, and then we were like, oh, yeah, we got this down. We're good with it. And then <laughs> as soon as we got married, we realized that there were there were a lot of things that were kind of hiding under the surface of our relationship that we had never really dealt with before. Um, and so we actually spent the first, uh, the entire first year of our marriage in marriage counseling, which highly recommend doing that for anybody that's kind of struggling and doesn't know what to do. Um, and that that really helped us 
I feel like ask the hard questions that not only did I not know, like I didn't know what questions to ask, but I didn't, Mm. I also didn't know um, what questions were okay to ask for Mm. somebody that has gone through some sort of trauma like that. And so um, I would say a big help for us was marriage counseling because it creates a safe space for people to open up and um, there's a mediator, which is awesome because um, I, I can't take something out of context from what she told me and vice versa. There's actually somebody there that's saying, well, yeah, she didn't really say that. She said this. Mm. Like, oh, okay. I misunderstood that for sure. So yeah, um, we've come a long way The after the first year. I mean, it's still been rough up to this point, but mm. it, it gets easier with time for sure. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's really good. I totally agree with everything you said because I mean, we went from being long distance and me personally, like be like, it became normal for me to operate pretty independently of Christopher because we were both just living our separate lives, even though we were together. So to go from that to being together all the time, living together, it was kind of a culture shock all of its own. But for me, learning to be vulnerable with someone and like share a whole entire life with someone and everything that means um, was a real challenge for me because before it was easy for me to hide stuff and go about my merry way, like all on my own. But now I had somebody who was right there all the time, who loved me, who wanted to be there for me. And I didn't always know how to let him be a part of my process. Mm -hmm. So definitely counseling helped us so much. I still go to counseling just to continue working through things because I am an internal processor. I I'm pretty, it's so funny to say this because I think people know me for being vulnerable, like on social media and stuff. But if you know me in real life, I'm a pretty closed off, not closed off, but like I just reserved. I'm reserved. Yeah. I, I, it takes me a while to trust people and warm up and like really talk about what I'm going through. And so just to continue to be in the habit of opening up, continuing to process, not bottling things up. Um, because for me, like obviously a lot of trust issues and things came up healing from trauma and what I've been through. Um, but yeah, Christopher has been a really patient and supportive partner. Even when I told him we were dating when I told him about it and I was scared, like, I don't know what I was even scared of, but I feel like anyone who's been through trauma understands, like, you just don't know how someone's going to respond to that. You don't know how they're going to look at you. You don't want them to feel sorry for you, but you want them to like see you as an overcomer, I guess, or like they don't, you don't want someone to see you as what's happened to you. Mm. And I think Christopher does a really good job of seeing past that even now when I struggle because I still have moments where it's really hard. Um, but he, he doesn't just see me as like, Oh, it must be because you're like broken and and struggling because of all this, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think definitely for me, it's just been learning to communicate and be honest, like, Hey, I'm just struggling mentally. I just need help right now or, you know, voicing those things. And for me, it's been such a gift to have a very um, supportive partner who's like, what can I do to help? I want to be here for you. I want to love you through this. And that for me has brought a lot of healing as well. So yeah, there's a lot to that. But I feel like at the end of the day, there's no shame in struggling. I feel like, again, every couple has their struggles. Definitely use counseling or mentors or whatever you can as a resource. There's no shame in talking through that and getting the help you need because it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. The next one is how do we balance both being entrepreneurs and building businesses at the same time? And how do we support each other? This is such an interesting one um, because it's, it's funny. I think like a lot of the time I think that we're so different 
Like we're pretty different people as far as personality types go, but we are both creatives. We're both feelers. We're both very passionate people. So navigating entrepreneurship life, not necessarily together, but both doing it together in our marriage at the same time has definitely been challenging in some ways. Mm. Um, but also like really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think for me, I was talking to a friend about this, you know, if you're an entrepreneur or someone who's in this space, you kind of understand it is hard in the beginning stages with finances, with, I mean, logistics, all the things. And it can sometimes feel really discouraging when you don't see the return right away um, from your efforts or your work or everything you're putting into building your business. But um, I think what I've learned is just shifting my perspective to, you know what, we may not have it made right now. We may still be living in a barn, (laughs) a barn dominium. (laughs) But I'm really grateful that we both are pursuing things that we love and are passionate about because I, I, we're both the kind of people who stand by the fact that we do not want to wait until we're older or have our life figured out to start pursuing our dreams and passions. Like we're, we want to do that now, um, with wisdom, of course, but we just are passionate about showing our kids that you can do anything. We believe that our passions and dreams are from God. So Mm -hmm. we want to live that out and we want to show our kids how to do that. So definitely been hard, but I think it's also been a really cool experience. And I'm glad to be doing it while Judah's young too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because by the time, hopefully that our businesses are more stable and thriving, we will have the freedom and the time space and margin all that um, to give him more attention and do more as a family. And that's kind of the goal, at least for me. Yeah. Um, I would say it's, it's tricky for sure. Um, especially from, from my standpoint as like, just from a spiritual standpoint, sorry, spiritual standpoint, um, the, my, my role for the family is to be our provider and to be the head of the family. And that's really difficult sometimes because I know, um, I know by pursuing my dreams and my business, um, I kind of have to leave Hannah behind just a little bit so that I can go out and make money and make sure I'm bringing enough in to pay bills and, um, whatever else. So that's definitely something I struggle with. Sometimes I feel guilty or not necessarily ashamed, but I just feel guilty that I, I have more opportunity to, um, pursue my business than she does right now, because while I'm out all day working, Hannah has to be home with Judah. Um, and that's not for all the full-time moms out there, you know, that it's not an easy, an easy gig. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of where I stand with it. Yeah. But I think uh, to answer the, how do you support each other part? I think even though it has been hard for me, cause I'm someone who just really enjoys working. I don't feel like I was built necessarily to be a stay at home mom. Like I love being a mom. I'm super grateful to be a mom, but I also really enjoy my work and I'm really passionate about what I do. Um, so as far as supporting each other, I feel like what I'm learning right now is not to get frustrated or jealous or like resentful that Christopher has those opportunities and more of like, I guess, time freedom to pursue his dreams right now. Um, because when the tables were turned and when they are again, or if the opportunity comes up for me to have more space, I know he will be just as supportive of me. Um, so right now the way I support him is by staying at home with Judah and being understanding that this is a season we are doing this to support our family financially. It won't always look like this. Um, and then just praying for him, praying for me, um, looking for ways to support and show that I appreciate the work that he's doing and 
just trusting that he will do the same for me. Like every time I sit down to record a podcast episode or if I need him to take Judah for a little while for me to get stuff done, if he's able, he's always glad to do that and to help me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Mint chocolate chip, yay or nay? Um, first off, the question says mint chocolate, not mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate, oh, mint chocolate. itself <laughs> is great. In an ice cream, absolutely not though. No, mint chocolate chip ice cream is underrated. It's highly overrated. No. Yes. Those those little things that you get in like the little the the folder thing oh when gosh. you go to Olive Garden. <laughs> Andy's or mints. Hibachi. Yeah, Andy's yes. mints. Oh my god. Those gosh. are where it's at. Those but are so good. Mint chocolate ice okay, cream would be a no go for me. What about Andy's? Nope. ice cream Mm-mm. what doesn't belong in ice cream period we can just agree to disagree on that period. one then. <laughs> okay so how do you i love this question how do you have your own hopes and dreams and your own independence when you're one um and like how do you not lose your own identity and marriage how do you care for yourself and submit and serve your partner that is a delicate balance, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, well, I mean, not necessarily a delicate balance. It's just tricky sometimes because like I mentioned for me, I am a pretty independent person. Um, but the whole like submitting and serving your partner, um, it takes some humility for me <laughs> for sure. But I feel like even though I'm not a master at this, I'm definitely not a pro at this by any means. I do not have this down, but Anytime I feel like I have done well at serving Christopher and like working together and, you know, like kind of putting my own desires aside for the sake of our family or like our marriage in the ways that we can operate together better, mm-hmm. it's always so worth it. I'm always so glad I did because I don't know, I guess I've just learned to not sweat the little things. I think for me, I used to get so frustrated if things don't go my way. Um, especially like little things, like when we first got married, okay, maybe still even now, I would just get so frustrated. <laughs> I'd get so, Definitely now. I'd get so frustrated <laughs> even by the way that he did things. I'm like, why would you put your plate in the dishwasher like that? Are you kidding me? Like, that's a silly example, but like from the silliest things, the smallest things, I would just want everything done my way. And it's just kind of like pick your battles, I guess. It's just yeah. not worth it in the end. It's like, okay, it does not matter. It's not really going to get us anywhere in the end to stress those little things. It's like, I would rather put my time and attention and energy into supporting him. And it's so silly. I don't know why we even get in this mindset, but it's like every time I fix my focus on serving Christopher and appreciating him and like, what can I do for him? He always responds with like, what can I do for you? How can I love you? How can I serve you better? So it's like, I don't know. It just always works that way to where like, if you are committed to loving and serving the other person, usually their response is like, Oh my gosh, like, I just want to love you more and do more for you. Um, and I think in that, like when you're really truly loving someone and not trying to get your own way, like the other person supports you being your own person because you're not just trying to do it. Like I'm going to be my own person. And it's like, I'm going to do my own thing. And like you do your own thing. It's like, this is who I am. I love you. I support you. And the other person does the same. And it kind of like gives you the freedom to be yourself. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's kind of like what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say this answer, the answer that I have kind of blends into the next question, um, which from what I'm seeing is how do we encourage each other's creativity? And for, for me, um, I know that a big part of 
Hannah's a very creative person. You know, she has this podcast. She's written a few books. Um, she's a mom, which whether you like it or not is a very creative role. <laughs> um, but I mean, even early on in marriage, she was like, I think I want to get into calligraphy or, you know, I want to get into life coaching, which is also creative in its own sense, or, you know, whatever I want to get into songwriting or music, whatever that looks like. Um, I found that the, the best thing that I can do to encourage Hannah is just say, yes, like, if you want to do it, go do it, but make it worth it. Mm. So instead of like, don't just pick it up because you're interested right now, like pick it up. And if you think you can make something out of it, continue on with it. And um, I think a big part of like, it's, it's just so cool that like our creativity is, um, is given to us. Like we have a specific creative gift that's unique to us. That was given to us by the creator of the universe. Who is the ultimate creative. Yeah. Like that's pretty crazy to think about. And so um, I just lost my train of thought. I forgot where I was going with that. Anyways, how do you have your own hopes and dreams? I would just say, um, when they're, when they're presenting you with their hopes and dreams, just say yes and encourage them in whatever they're feeling, because as long as they're submitted to the Lord and actively participating in quiet time and prayer and stuff like that, I don't think that their creativity in, in this case, Hannah's creativity would lead us, lead us astray. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it because, when you get married, especially for us, like if you have peace from God that it's the right person, then you have you can have peace that you are still able to operate fully as who you are, pursue your dreams and passions. Because I've mentioned this in regards to motherhood, but with marriage too, I do not believe that when you get married, like you say goodbye to your hopes and dreams, your personality, like being your own person. I feel like when you're with the right person and you guys are just following God's lead and doing the things that you feel like he's leading you to do, like there's freedom, like it enhances those parts of you. It helps you grow. Like you said, mm -hmm. helps you become that better version of yourself because you have someone who's there loving you, helping you grow, like pointing out the things where maybe you could use some work, yeah. <laughs> but then supporting you through that in the process. And it's just a really cool experience when it's done right. Like when it's done with love and support for each other, like you said, it's like, okay, instead of just saying no to every idea, it's like, okay, well, what would that look like? Like, let's, let's think about that. Like, let's try it out. Let's see how it goes. Instead of just like, oh, that doesn't make sense right now. Or no, we can't do that. Yeah. Like it's supposed to look like this. It's like, I don't know. Like you have to trust that if God gave you this person that then God is going to somehow mold the dreams that you have and that they have and make it work together mm -hmm. um, in a way that's really beautiful in a way that like brings him joy and glory, which is really cool. Yeah. And there, I mean, there have only been a handful of times where I said no to something where um, I don't remember the exact thing it was that you're wanting to move on to, but you asked if you could you know, start trying this new thing. And I said, no. And the only reason I said no was because I felt like you're about to have breakthrough in whatever, um, whatever creative aspect, whatever creative thing you were doing in that, in that moment in time. And so in saying no to this new thing, I feel like in that sense, I was supporting you in your creativity in the previous thing, if that makes sense. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I think that's good too. I think that's good to point out. It's not like, yeah, do whatever you want. It's not like me supporting you with saying, yeah, oh, sure. Like, whatever, follow your dreams. I'll just be here with Judah. <laughs> yeah. It's like just using wisdom and it's it's like, okay, you want to try this new thing? Let's pray about that together. Let's talk about what that would look like and how we can maybe move things around in our budget or move things around in our schedule to make that work because I want to support you. And this is something you feel like God is telling you to do. Like, okay, like I trust God. I trust you. Let's, let's see what happens. Mm. Yeah. 
but then actually pray together. Yeah, that's a big one. And yeah. we're still working on that, but it really does make a huge difference. I feel like I feel like whenever you are two individual people pursuing different things, like really having that centeredness together mm-hmm. makes a world of difference. Like you can be doing totally opposite things, but if you come together spiritually and can pray together and like have one one focus even though it shows up in different things that you're doing, like one main goal to glorify God or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It makes a big difference. Any final thoughts? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, for the record, plates don't have to be completely clean before you put them in the dishwasher. Oh my gosh, we're not even going to get into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you guys, everyone who submitted questions. This has been really fun. You'll have to let us know if you liked it and we can maybe do it again. Um, we didn't get to all of them, but I love the questions that you guys asked and I'll have to bring them up. Maybe we can do like an Instagram live and answer the rest of them. But Mm. thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you liked it. Come leave us a comment. Let us know if you want us to do this again or share your thoughts, share your answer. Mint chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip ice cream. No. Yes. No. Whatever. We'll let the people decide. Okay. Say no. (laughs) You said don't put it in there in case your mom hears it. My mom doesn't care, but mama boo. Okay, great. (laughs) Didn't know I was recording this one either. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords podcast. I love having you here and I'm so grateful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, stay brave and remember, I'm cheering you on.